When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so we all know, I think I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast, that I do not watch sports. But I would start watching sports if there was uh, more competition that I could be a part of. So I which just, is gambling. Which is gambling. Because I just started <laughs> hearing about, you know, fantasy leagues. I didn't even know what any of Welcome these. Welcome to 2014. I literally thought it was like something with porn that had football players <laughs> in it. I didn't know what a fantasy league was. But so there's this company <laughs> that's called DraftKings.com. And you can it's like you can have a fantasy football experience per week it's per not, week because i know i i have a lot of guys in my life that are you know really into the fantasy football and that's a big commitment huge commitment and something happens where your fantasy player gets injured and then they're out for the year and then your fantasy season's done yeah the fantasy is over this is more this is by the week so yeah. basically you go to draftkings.com and you play per week and you basically have a chance to win a million dollars which and is they amazing give out, they give out tons of tons of prizes it's not like just one absolute prize of a million dollars. No, it says, okay, last year, one player turned 11 bucks into $4,000. Another won a hundred grand his first time ever playing. And another player won a million bucks in one day. And this is, again, it's every single week that you can do this, not like over a span of an entire season, which for me, I have a short attention span. (laughs) So that is amazing if I only have one week to find out if I am... A millionaire. Yes. A winner. So head over to DraftKings.com now if this interests you and enter promo code PODCAST to play free to become a millionaire. DraftKings.com, bigger events, bigger winnings, bigger millionaires. Enter PODCAST for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. PodcastOne.com presents the Ask Women Podcast, uh-huh. a place to dissect the female mind. You don't know how I feel. And explain it to men in terms they can actually understand. Booze. Now, here's the lovely ladies of Ask Women. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome <laughs> to the... Hey, guys. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. It sounded like I said, welcome to the Ask Women Podcast. <laughs> I thought you were saying the Ask Women again. Oh, Ask Women bo- Podcast. Yep, that's welcome. it. The Ask Women Podcast. I'm Kristen Carney, uh, one yes. of your hosts. I'm a comedian, a host, and writer, whatever, confused. As you guys know, I say that every time. And of course, we're here with Marnie Kinris, yes. the best-selling author. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm, and relationship expert. Yeah. And owner of the wingirlmethod.com. Yes. Yeah. I, you know what was funny? It was when I met you. You introduced, or not you introduced yourself, but you were like, and I'm the wing I, girl? Yes. You were no, like, I did not no, say no, no, I'm the wing you girl. You were like, um, I'm the owner of the wing girl method. And I total props to you, but I didn't know what that was. Right. And so I felt like, should I know what that is? Yeah. That's why I said it. Exactly. And you're like, should I know what it is? Exactly. And yes, it I makes, should. It makes you perk up more. Absolutely. Yeah. It's mysterious. It's like, should I know this girl? Is she really cool? And I'm just not cool for knowing who she is. Right. Yeah. But then I, you said I didn't name Marnie Kinross. And I was like, oh, I know who you are. Right. Exactly. That's how <laughs> it works. Before JK. we get to talking more about me, because I love talking about me, I want to go into this week's Wing Girl Minute. The absolute best time to call a woman is 9.17 p.m. 9.30 is a little bit too cliche. It's 30 minutes before the 10 p.m. cutoff. We always learned never to call someone after 10 p.m. in case you wake them up. If they're not asleep, you're heading into the who the hell is calling me at this time zone. So I say 9.17 p.m. is the sweet spot for calling women. They're home, they've eaten, and they're comfortable. (laughs) Also, do not call for the first time on weekends. Weekends are for you you to enjoy your life and meet new women to call the following week. And that's my wing girl minute. I love that you just said they've eaten like, <laughs> like because they've eaten. They're not going <laughs> to smash your face in with anger because they have like hunger pain. It's true. Yeah, it's true. They are. They're going to yeah. be comfortable. They're going to be relaxed. Oh, I liked home. Tina. Tina Fey called it in a, in a, an American express commercial. She called it hangry, which is hungry and angry at the same time. It's true. And she eats potpourri. Accidentally, and the I have not seen that commercial, but I've seen her longer hair recently. Have you seen that? No, I don't know, but but it's it's like when I was younger, I used to watch this show called Lady Lovely Locks. Did you ever watch that show? No, maybe it was a Canadian thing. Definitely, but um, it was just 
these we had little Mr. Lovely Locks. girls. I really don't know what the strange. show is about, but they just had long hair, and I loved it. Like when oh. people have longer hair for some reason, not men, but women, it makes me think that they're prettier for some reason. Yeah, I, mean, I don't that's know. Like a cliche, and, but, but you your know, hair looks lovely today. Even thank you. It's my short. hair is very short. Yes, it's like chin length. But I love it. It's very. And I'm just talking about my armpits. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it grows up from hair. Yeah, I don't know. But it's very sophisticated. You look very good. Thank you. You know what's funny is just because you mentioned the long hair when I was. I may have mentioned this on the show, but when I was probably nine, ten, starting to like understand boys and crushes, I had a crush on what's his name, the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can you help oh, me, Ray? Oh, me too. Um, what is his what's name? His Anthony Kiedis. Thank you, oh. Anthony Kiedis, of Thank course. You. Thank you. Um, but he had long hair, and I thought, does this mean I'm a lesbian? <laughs> that was my first recognition because he had long hair. I thought, is this, I really started no way. to question my sexuality. That's hilarious. Yeah. You should write him a letter saying and that. And I liked Mr. Big because that song, um, Mr. Big stuff. No, God, I, don't I don't know, know what that is. He, Ray, Ray to knows. Be with you. Yes. God, Just you are a good resource. Be with you. I like all this. But anyway, he had really long hair too. So then I was like in this tizzy because I liked, I thought <laughs> Do these I like women? men I were not? handsome. I was just figuring out crushers, but they had long hair. And I was like, mom, <laughs> like, what is going on with me? Then she shamed me and put me in the closet. And so now I'm straight. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Very interesting. Well, well, I, well before, before we talk, oh. Marnie and I are going to talk a little bit about ourselves today, but I do want to introduce our guest. Oh, yes. Before, please. We're yes. trying to get really good at this. Yeah. So we have Amy Paffrath of Dating Naked on VH1 coming in to talk to us she's very yeah. lovely and i'm sure she'll have very funny stories i'm sure well what is this dating naked show i tried to do a little bit of oh you don't even know well we'll find out from her <laughs> don't ask me a question i know <laughs> like we know nothing about our guests <laughs> that come on i love when we go on other shows and they're like yeah i've been watching your videos we've been listening to your podcast we're like we know nothing about yeah. you when we you are assholes door. yeah i like to be told Fresh. the information yes That's a good when they walk in lazy. so it's like I, I'm responding. Well, you know, I looked her up. I did. I read all about her, but I have no idea what the actual show's about because yeah. I got so fixated on looking at her website and her pictures and being right. like, and she's well, very why pretty. is she famous and I'm not? I know, but she's very pretty. She's very pretty. And that's yeah. why that answers the question. Yeah. But I did point out to you on her biography, it says she was born on July 22nd, but does not give a year. And I thought that was very interesting. You know what I have on my Facebook is I was born in 1917. <laughs> and that's something that you put as once girls, because I used to have my birthday up there. Yeah. And then like once you start getting older, you're like, well, maybe I should. And then you just put it for I like I want to adjust and make myself older. But it was funny <laughs> because I used an app um, on Facebook and it was like, when am I going to die? Like it what? was, it was horrible, but it was predicting your death date and like your cause of death in any way. What was your cause <laughs> Because of death? I was born on Facebook in 1917. I died in 1979 from a heart attack. Well, wait, what are the things that you fill out? Like, is it saying your eating habits? You just it just your, says because it's your birthday, this is when you're going to die. Basically, it's this really the dumb. worst app in the entire <laughs> but, world. But, but it was, and I was like, 1979. I forgot. Like, I, I, I forgot I had my birthday as 1917. <laughs> or so it's 1912 or 1917 or something. That is sad and Interesting, scary. though, that it was 1917 because the best time to call a woman, again, is 917. So yes. Get that to, tie in. Look at this full circle. You are, you are good, <laughs> Kristen. Well, we wanted to talk today because we actually don't have a voice of man. Although we have Ray, who is a man and a voice. Proven so. Uh, By knowing. Knowledge of music. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You, you're fantastic, Ray. You have, you have been fantastic Thank for you. us. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about our, ourselves. Uh, not to, you know, dig, dig into our egos or raise our egos up, but we want to talk about why we're doing what we're doing um, because and how we got to yeah doing got this. to doing this because I don't think we ever really talk about ourselves we give our opinions a lot and talk about our history but in terms of like why I started the wing girl method and why you started becoming a comedian and are part of you know ask women we never really touched on so why don't you get started because <laughs> uh, it's like don't talk about me I'm still tired I need my coffee to kick in okay. so. Well, I drank too much. So, um, well, I got into comedy um, because, again, I, this is probably around the same age. I thought Anthony Kiedis, Kurt Kiedis mm -hmm. was, was attractive. Oh, that lady? That yeah. lady. <laughs> around the same time. I remember that's when like thoughts and opinions started developing and they were very, um, they've stuck in my head very, very well. And I remember being in a lunch, the lunchroom, sitting next to two girls I will not name them because they're assholes. <laughs> and they were, again, my age, nine, 10, still they were assholes at the time. And they wanted to go to the bathroom together. And the lunch lady, this poor woman who is probably wearing like a 
sweatshirt with kittens on it and has like <laughs> had her eighth cigarette for the day. She's like, don't give this woman a hard time. You know, she, her life right. is horrible. She's a lunch woman and, uh, she wouldn't let them go to the bathroom together. They had to go separate to take turns. And they were like giving her a hard time and they were like, this isn't fair. Why? Why? And they were stomping. And I just remember thinking, why do you have to go together? You don't share a bladder. Right. But I was logically <laughs> thinking that. Like, I didn't understand why they had to. That's pretty advanced thinking. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about Beverly Hills 90210 at that time. Like, Brenda and Kelly. Well, that's You're... actually advanced. Is well, it? For age 9, 10. Really? Oh, then maybe I was advanced. Yeah. But that's like a pretty snarky, smart yeah. comment. And I wanted to say it to them, but I knew they wouldn't really get it and that they would be like, oh, what's your problem? That's and a then, bladder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, it was almost like at that moment I was like, no, I want to talk about things that people do, and but they don't know they do and why they're so ridiculous. Right. And then I started watching comedians and things like that. And my At dad, 9 and 10, you started watching comedians? Well, I would watch them. Yeah, I would, but I didn't understand it. But I right. would sit there because my dad would watch comedy at night, stand up. I would hear oh, him really? just, yeah, like his stomach just, um, not bawling, uh, belly laughing Yeah, to these comedians. And I thought, I get that, but I don't get it, but I want to be part of it. So I would... I would like come out of my bedroom and sit with him and watch stand up comedy again. I didn't understand it. And then once I got a little bit older, um, there weren't any comedy clubs right near me, but my father, when he would go to Buffalo Bills games and there was a club in Buffalo, New York. So yeah. they like snuck us in really as kids, like 13, 14. And I would, because, and the only reason he did was because I just like the girls who wanted to go to the bathroom together. I would not take no for an answer. I actually gave him a hard time. I'm like, no, I am going to see stand-up comedy. That's awesome. And I remember sitting in the audience in, at points and thinking, I could do this. I could do this. But I would never have the balls to actually How do How old were you at this time? That was probably 13, 14, getting a little bit older. Okay. And then, um, but I, but that's ballsy. And, I, and, and anyone from where I'm from would understand that doing anything different is for other people and not for us. And, right. and I just, I had to get a yourself? job. Yeah. Okay. And so then once I went to school for what it was I wanted to get into, which was the creative side of advertising, cause I knew I liked to write. I knew in advertising you could be funny cause I saw funny ads on TV and I thought that was a way of getting around following like a, a dream. Space. Yeah. And so then once I was taking, um, I was in the school for port is called Chicago portfolio school. They made us take a stand up class Totally incidentally, I, you know, I didn't go there because I thought I would take a stand up class. And, uh, and I thought, here's like the opportunity to try it, but I, yeah. won't, I won't continue with it. And then the first show, I'm, I'm sure I was horrible, but it felt right and it felt good. And I was like, screw advertising. Right. And then I started, and I started to feel like I found my people a little bit. Did you bit. get out of school? Like, were you, st or did you stay in school to finish it? Um, I stayed in school, but it was only a year long program. Cause okay. I went to a four year school and then this was like a year program. So once the year program finished, I just kept waiting tables because at that point, once oh, so you finished, didn't get into advertising at all. No, I thought I was going to, going to get a job and do all these interviews and all that stuff. And I just thought, no, like that, I, I don't want to do that. So, but I was really passionate about it and advertising. The creative side is a really cool history. I can't even watch Mad Men cause it gets me too like, yeah. like judgy inside. So, um, so then I started doing stand up, but I've had a really, hard time pursuing stand-up comedy because of my own insecurity so it's been this up and down up and down like oh i should have gone into advertising that would have been easier but then i know that this is the path i really want to follow right so that was basically that's basically it and yeah, it isn't until now i'm it. starting to feel comfortable doing stand-up so how long have you been doing like six years so you haven't quit i've quit on and off not quit quit but I've i think just everybody like, has quit on and off i think that either being an actress or or I'll take like two months and I won't go up and then I'll right. go up for two months a lot and then I won't go up again for another month and then I'll go up for three. Well, that's not the way to do it, but that's just the way mentally I can handle. No, that's it. the way a lot of people do it. I think sometimes you, okay, I, um, I have this program that's called the insider. It's on, it's inside her to be, you know, fancy. Ew. that's my advertising. Like, Ew, a little fancy. Punny. Um, but it's a program where, you know, uh, it's broken up into four weeks and it's different instructions each week, but each week has a half an hour video of this girls night that I had with, I had girls come over. Uh, we drank lots of wine, so they would be really honest. And I interviewed them about specific topics. It's a, it's a fantastic, well, like the best program I've ever created. Um, but, most of the girls that were there happened to be actresses or were performers on some level. And when we were off camera, I, I talked to them about their confidence levels because 
you know living in Los Angeles is. It's it's hard to meet great girls to be friends with who also have extreme confidence. Anywhere it's hard to meet great girls to be right, friends with. Right, that's true. But they were really independent. They were really confident in themselves. Um, I didn't even really, ha- really, even really have to push them, to be honest. They got to that space themselves to reveal the information that I needed. Uh, but they were saying that for them, the best training they ever received was going out for auditions and getting constantly rejected over and over and yeah. over again. And all of them said they took multiple months off because, you know, you it is this like high and low. You have great things happen and then there's this big rejection. You're like, eh, I need a little break from this. Take two months off, which I think is totally fine to reset in any industry or in any situation that you're in. And then... The, the, <laughs> Just when it's every other month. Right, exactly. Months, that's no, but it, it, the, that's the, me. The, the, the thing is, is that all of them got back into it. Okay, yeah. so let's draw a parallel to the guys that are listening to the show or the girls that are listening to the show is that they can take their rejections and they can let it stop them from ever pursuing anything they want to, whether it's women or a job or whatever it is. And then they stay stagnant and miserable and then they hate themselves, right? Right. But what you did, what they did was they continued to go even though they kept coming up against these possible rejections because there were there were positive things that were happening. Like for you, obviously there were positive things happening that were pushing you and your career forward that kept you going even though you were being rejected, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's made you have thicker skin? I know. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that you have thin skin, but... It's, it's still incredibly thin, but it's... Um, it, crazily enough, it is thicker than it was before, which yeah. it was so thin <laughs> right. that I didn't even think it existed. It's like those Listerine things. Right. Well, you put it on your tongue and yeah, it just it melts away. It's basically where it was, and I think now it's become just a normal layer of skin. <laughs> and it's taken a really long time, but what for me is very important is feeling the progress, Yeah, and that keeps you going every day forward, because when you start to feel stagnant, that's when things just feel meaningless, and, um, and you don't feel proud of yourself you know and because every day something new or different not necessarily happens but because i can feel the energy of it moving that makes me feel really proud of myself well that's great that you take the time to recognize that because before i met my husband i didn't know how to do that and he this is why i love him um he's a very celebratory man he likes to celebrate (laughs) <laughs> many things. Uh, and he, anytime where I would be getting down on myself for something and sort of not paying attention to the many successes that I was having, he would say, let's go celebrate. And I'd be like, what are we celebrating? He's like, we're celebrating A, B, and C. And he'd, he'd like list things for me. I'm like, okay, let's go. At first I would, you know, battle him being like, what? I suck at this, blah, blah. But then over time I'm like, yes, let's, let's go recognize that and celebrate that yeah. because it gets really easy to keep shifting your bar. Like once you get up to where your bar is, I'm, I'll be great once I get to here. Right. I'll be great once I'm this with women, blah, blah. And then it's like, then you push it even higher saying there's another place to get to and you don't celebrate and recognize that space that that you're in. Right. So I love that you celebrate where you are and what you've accomplished. How, yeah. how do you do that? Uh, little things like today I was feeling good about a little movement that I made. And so, and I'm Bathroom. not talking about a bowel movement. It's like a large movement. This was a little one. Or you like squatty potty ads like Howard Stern. <laughs> Jesus. God, no. Um, but I, um, I went on a run and I know that sounds like, uh, not payment sounds more like, uh, backhanded compliment kind of thing right but it was um because i felt really alive and happy that i was right. like this is when i tap into these feelings and i'm gonna go on a run i probably won't kind of run for another month and a half or two months right but because i was feeling good about myself and happy i took advantage of it but nate and i we do things occasionally where we we will go quote unquote celebrate and we're so boring that that just means like getting a drink but at <laughs> least it's something yeah yeah you're taking the time to recognize yeah it. i love that yeah I do love yeah. that. So what about you, Marnie? So what about me? What's my background? So yeah. um, it, it is really funny. I think I've talked, I've touched on it a little bit, but I, you know, I, for a very long time, um, I have and had been asked, why do I do what I do? And I would always try and sound really smart and find this prolific answer as to why I do what I do. And uh, it isn't until recently that I realized why I do what I do. Um, and it's mainly because I really understand the men that I work with. I work with a lot of men from all over the world. That sounds like a lie. That I don't understand them? No, I believe that you understand them, but that's not why you do this. No, but that this is the truth. So for me, when I was younger, I used to be really intimidated by girls. Anybody right. that was pretty was better than me. Yeah. Anybody that was popular was better I, than me. Honestly, I still feel that way about like 14-year-old girls. I live near <laughs> a high school. Yeah. And these girls come out and they're in their cool outfits and they're so and whatever and i literally oh, go back to being 13 and i'm bitches. intimidated by that was again. on do you ever watch the show happy endings 
No. Oh, there was this one episode where like all the 30-year-olds, uh, one of them owns a store and all these like 15-year-olds were like finding <laughs> it really cool and they're like, oh, they're like trying to impress the 15-year-olds. And once the right. 15-year-olds were over them, they were so depressed afterwards. <laughs> right. But it's, it is yeah. kind of what happens. Yeah. But they used to, they used to really intimidate me. I was intimidated by by them. And, you know, at a certain age, I became kind of friends with those girls. But I was never really friends with them. I was always the girl that just sort of hung around them, but was always kind of forgotten. Yeah, but you I could would be, be stomped on if they wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. Or you could be included if they wanted exactly. to Exactly. They needed somebody to boost their ego. I was there, I'm right. sure. And the thing is that I was never really myself around them. I did what most guys do. I, I was in the friend zone with them, but like not even in really the friend zone. It was in the, I'm going to suck up to you and I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. Where the other people they were actually friends with were the ones that sort of called them out on shit. Like everything that I advised yeah. to guys. Um, so so that's the real reason behind, I think, what I do, what I do. Um, but I, I started... My- I'm the, if I had the same feelings as you, I would yeah. just teach men to hit women. Hate women? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Hit, hate, whatever. Here's how you hit a woman without yeah. getting caught. Um, um, but so for me, I, I accidentally started this business, but before that I'd always been helping my guy friends. I'd always introduce them to girls. I always pump them up to girls. I was always the icebreaker for girls. I always gave them honest and open feedback because I knew how important honesty was because I would watch my guy friends. They would be horrible with girls and I'd seen other people, other girls give them advice. Like, oh, you're fine. I would, oh, you're, you're the best boy. You'd be the best boyfriend ever. I don't want to date you, but you'd be a great boyfriend. Like I didn't want to be that girl. So I was always giving the right advice to my male friends, um, which I thought was the right advice. And so did they, cause it ended up making them very successful with women. Um, but then when I came out to Los Angeles, I was working at a PR company and freaking, I hated it. I could not stand it. Yeah, it drove me crazy. It was a, it was like a room full of women, all uh, women in the, yeah, exactly. Re- and nobody re- could talk re- to each other. It was really, we all just talked over. I am. It drove me insane. And I'm an extrovert. So I needed like <laughs> that noise. a really good TV show. Yeah. But so I went out this one night, um, with my best friend who had just broken up with her boyfriend and we went to a singles mixer at a rabbi's house. We were religious for some reason at that point. Um, and so we were at this rabbi's house and is that a normal thing Jewish people do is like hang out at rabbi's houses? Yeah. No, I don't know if it's a normal <laughs> thing, but like, I, okay, so we had just come back from this trip called birthright and birthright's a free trip to Israel where they, right, they yeah. basically try to get you, you get to match up with other Jews. That's like their right, whole right, right. mission. Um, it's like a mitzvah if you marry another Jew. Um, and so we were really into that scene cause I had just moved to Los Angeles, didn't know very many people. And so that was sort of the. The, the connection that we had and that's where I had met her. So anyway, so we went together to this singles mixer at the rabbi's house and I had just met my husband a month earlier. So I always say I was just window shopping, you know, seeing mm-hmm. if there's better things out there. Um, mm-hmm. And nobody was talking to each other. Like men were on one side of the room, women were on the other side and it was not for religious purposes that they were positioned <laughs> that way. If it was a Christian right. party, it would be. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But so I started um, grabbing men and bringing them over to my girlfriend. And I was like, say this to her, say that, don't say this. Uh, and it was working and my friend was feeling amazing about herself and she was taken care of. And then I looked around the room and I was like, eh, I don't, I'm not really interested in anybody here. The one I got at home is better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, why don't I do it for other girls? So I started ice breaking for yeah. people and by the end of the night my friend was making out with somebody people were exchanging oh numbers and jewish like, parties yeah exactly we're crazy Holy. the jews are crazy apparently do you know that like jewish girls like they're big on blowjobs sorry just like i've that. heard that I yeah, think it's I've a heard big that. thing very good at blowjobs <laughs> speaking <laughs> from experience um but then i i was really happy by the end of the night and I hated my job so when we went home my roommate was there he was a guy he was in his 30s and I said I loved what I did tonight what if I were to be a wing girl and he's like what the hell is a wing girl and it had never been said before you know it was wing women maybe that was a thing but I said wing girl and uh he said I don't think you would ever make money off of that or you wouldn't be able to have a business guys would never come to you because they don't care what women think and i was like i don't think that's true so i marched into my bedroom and i put an ad up on craigslist saying what better way to attract bees than with honey sit back and relax i'll do the work for you i'll pick up women for you and be your wing girl something like that and did you write b-e-e because you said bees with honey (laughs) i should (laughs) have that was in the third draft of it um and then I started getting responses back. And it was on Craigslist. So yeah. you can imagine what some of the responses were. Right. Some were. of them were creepy. Yeah. Penis shots. All but of them. 
But some of them were really yeah. real. They're like, what are you talking about? Right. I'll sign up. How much is it? So I told my roommate, I'm like, come in here. Help me with this. <laughs> like, people are actually responding. I don't want to get killed alone. Yeah, exactly. So he he just started saying, like, try this price point. Try that price point. Like, so I started experimenting. We were doing right. this for about an hour. And then I was like, okay, I got to go to bed. Next morning I woke up. I had over 75 responses in in my uh, in my emails That's crazy. from people. And some of them were weird, obviously. Yeah. But some of them, like, most of them were legit. So I was like, okay. I'm starting a business. And then, of course, the next day, I go into my PR office and I download every editor's contact. <laughs> and then I liked PR because I was pitching That's why you're good at business. I would have just you. never gone in again. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I'm not showing Uh-oh. up. For me, I'm like, I'm taking your freaking resources. Yeah. So I, I downloaded it and I pitched the shit out of myself. And by the end of like two weeks, I was on hold for Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I was in the LA Times. Supposed Holy. to be in the LA Times. I was on K Rock, Kevin and Bean. I, like all. What happened these- to this momentum? I know Why exactly. Are we on hold for Jimmy Kimmel. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, we will be one day. Don't you worry. All we right. will. Be. Um, but yeah, so that that's what started happening. And so I didn't have a website. I honestly, I only had a landline phone. I didn't even have call waiting. So you know, I was what? pitching myself. What for year did all you these- move out here? Honestly, I'm not asking that. Uh, 2013. But this is 2014. When you know when you moved. Oh, sorry, here. sorry. <laughs> Last sorry. year, ten years ago. It's not. So I'm thinking 23. So and you still had a landline. Oh yeah, I was. A che- wow. I, I made no money. I had no right. money. I was like on right. that, you know, p- poor person plan. Where it was right. like 695 a month or so, whatever. Um, sorry to insult poor people, but it's very C- Carrie Bradshaw of you. Yeah, she didn't. Get I a wasn't cell trying phone to be later. fancy though. <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, I didn't have a cell phone for a while. Yeah. And I remember when I started dating my husband, I was like, yeah, I'm not into texting, not because it. Like I was against it. I was just really cheap. I didn't want to pay for the text that were coming in and that were going to be outgoing. Right. Um, and what, what was I saying? Yeah. So I, I didn't really have a way for people to contact me, but I was seeing all this momentum and like all of these things happening. So originally I was just doing my business through Craigslist and it was me and another wing girl would go out with guys and we'd pick up women for them. And then eventually it started to get weird and people thought we were escorts and I got calls from pimps and I thought that yeah. was cool, but like, yeah. like a little shady. And then a couple of my friends who were lawyers were like, you know, you can get in trouble for doing this in case something happens and you introduce guys to girls Uh, okay plus i was canadian and i wasn't really legally doing my business so now i am 100 for people out there so don't arrest me uh so so that was kind of iffy um but then after like six months of doing my business and i had hired 23 girls and it was going really well it was fun it was cool uh I stumbled upon David D'Angelo, who I, I'm sure people who are so listening. So is David D'Angelo mystery? Is that one and the same? No. They're two different people. Two different people. Oh, okay. So David D'Angelo is actually Eben Pagan. That's his real name. Oh, okay. But David D'Angelo is a, at the time, I'm, I'm sure he still is, uh, was a big name in the pickup artist industry. I knew nothing about David D'Angelo. But at that same Jewish singles mixer, I had gone back the next week for a Shabbat There's dinner. Another, oh, okay. Okay, for a Shabbat dinner at this rabbi's house. Uh-huh. And me and my friend were talking about what had happened and how I had done the thing on Craigslist, blah, blah, blah. And this guy, I'm going back on the story because uh, I always forget this part. He slid his card across the table and said, we must talk. Was that David D'Angelo? No, it was oh. Ross Jeffries, who is the godfather, that's what he's called, of the pickup artist industry. He's mm. the first person that ever, he also is a crazy <sighs> lunatic and I have no problem saying that, uh, but he's the first person. So he kept talking That's about- That's crazy. What a small world. I know. So that was At totally unintentional. House. Totally unintentional. Wow. Intentional. So we were like, what the hell is the pickup artist industry? He started saying all these terms. We're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. I didn't understand any of it, right. but he kept saying David D'Angelo and Neil Strauss as well. I feel like it should be called the pickup schmartest industry. Yeah. <laughs> like pickup schmickup. Lots of Jews in there. But he kept mentioning these things. We sort of became friends with him and I actually became very good friends with his niece, who, and they're all psychiatrists. This whole family, they're, like, he has a really interesting family. He's just insane. Um, but he kind of introduced us to all this other world of pickup artists. Yeah. And so we had known that David D'Angelo was the one to get in contact with. Um, and at the time, I had a, a, my partner was my best friend who I had helped out. She's no longer working with me. Tell me, Ray, if this is going on for too long and boring, because I don't know. But um, – you're looking at your clock now saying you've been time for 20 minutes. Uh, and then – so we got in contact with David D'Angelo and we auditioned for him to speak at his upcoming seminar. And he's like, you girls are great. We've never had girls speak before who own their own company. Yeah, come along. And so wow. I, I thought at that time I was speaking to a room of 300 people, but I didn't know that David D'Angelo was Evan Pagan who is one of the, the world's best internet marketers. Mm-hmm. So what he was doing was filming the seminar and then distributing the DVDs to 
millions of men wow. all over the world. And also, when I did go to speak at this event, it's when I realized how massive the pickup artist industry was. And I realized that there was not it, there, it was not the best outlet for men. There was limited information that involved manipulation and objectifying women. And I really do believe that as soon as a woman, me, was able to get into that industry, that's when things started to shift a little bit towards becoming better men as opposed to, I'm going to fuck this woman over right. or manipulate her. And I'm gonna- that, was like the, that was like the 1920s. Of yeah, artistry. exactly. And now it, it's very different. All of the male coaches that are out there that are involved or, or somewhat involved in that, that world. Um, but that is what really put me on the map. And then I learned about how to make a website and how to sell products online so that I could actually do what I was doing for men in person. I could do it for at that time, I thought thousands of men a month. And now it's like hundreds of thousands of men a month all around the world. I wanted – my goal in life is to bridge the gap in communication between the sexes. And now I can actually do that on a mass level because I have tons of free information on my website and my newsletters. Which is, which is what? Wingirl. Wait, oh, yeah. Wingirlmethod.com. So there's, there's, there's other things that you can buy too. But there's – over now, over 10 years, there's like a ridiculous amount of free information. Yeah. That I Do have you ever there. find that it gets repetitive from, uh, the questions or no, just in information that you can give out? You know what? It, it does sometimes, but because I'm really focused always on working on myself, I always find a new spin to it, to be honest. There are, but it's exactly what you were saying with, you know, the comedy world, like there's, there's ebbs and flows. There are ebbs and flows in as well, where I'm like, come on, I've answered this question like a thousand times, blah, blah, blah. How come you don't know the answer yet? But then it changes because then I have a slightly different response for them or a new insight that I've learned for people. Um, so I can always write new blogs and new information and, you know, all of the old stuff is still there. So you can see where I was coming from because that, that information still stands. It yeah. can still educate people. But yeah, for for sure. Sometimes it, sometimes it gets hard to repeat the same thing over and over again. But yeah. you've seen on this podcast, we're six. Well, I just do the same jokes in. over and over right. again for years. Well, yeah, do you get bored of it? <laughs> um, yeah, I do. But I have such a hard time writing new jokes because it takes like a certain mental frame that yeah. I'm not usually in. And when I do write new jokes, I really cling on to that time when I'm like, oh, let's just do it all now because you're <laughs> not going to have this uh, awakening again for like another six right. months. Right. Um, but it's so funny because Ray, Ray's like, I just meant like plug your Twitter, like right. not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> give your entire not give your life bio. Story. Well, but yeah. I, I think it's it's also you know we don't really talk yeah, no, about we don't, ourselves. Yeah, we often. don't, and I don't know how much people know about us. And the way Martin, and this is actually what I wanted to do in this, and we'll and, uh, go to a break in just one second. But um, I just want to explain how Marnie and I met. Which was, it's pretty simple, but I was hosting on askmen.com and so is Marty. She's way more involved in it than I was. She was doing like all these like videos and all the stuff on advice and whatever. And I actually remember I was shooting a video and, um, someone who had taped you before, I can't remember his name. Um, they were saying like how you give all this like advice and they're like talking about how you did this like sex advice and they're like, oh, she's totally cool with it and just does like the take and is really comfortable talking about it and doesn't you know, get weird that she's saying me. like, this is how you do a blowjob or whatever. Right. And I remember thinking like, Oh, that girl and I would have nothing to talk about. That's so funny. Yeah, that's really funny. And so then, um, then ask men asked us to do the ask women segment yeah. and then you were there and I was like, Oh, she's not so weird. Yeah. Although she does announce her website every single time. She <laughs> I'm Marnie her. from the Wingirl Method. <laughs> com. I'm owner of the Wingirl Method. I'm like, what? Cool. No, but that's how we started. Com. Then we were like, there's something cool here. Yeah. And then I just thought this is, there's a space for a podcast in this because I know for me, I always want to get into podcasting, but what am I going to talk about? Like uh, right. anything that I want to talk about is pretty redundant and boring and they're not going to have like thousands of people flowing into right. s- listen to it. Cause I would be like, what's the deal with traffic? <laughs> <You know? laughs> There'd be a lot of people who listen to that. Yeah. It's like Kristen's road rage. Yeah. yeah. Every week. Ton- like, they'd ton all be dead. Cause I'd kill them all on That's the road. That's true. That is true. But then once we start talking about all this subject matter, something that I had never thought of because I never had heard the word pickup artist in my life. Right. I never knew who mystery was. Thank God it was a better time. You know, so once we started chatting though, I thought, oh, this is, this is information. Yeah, and we clicked. Yeah. And so. Not now though. No. Yeah, we don't really like each other now. But we went through, you know, some with just like seeing what worked the best for the podcast yeah. with like four girls or two girls, whatever. Yeah, then we got rid of those bitches. Yeah. And Back now it's just <laughs> us. No, so, but the, anyway, the, the, we, we can have a short chapter in the man's playbook today, but I think that the, the common theme between what you're doing, and what I'm doing is, is really, uh, 
passion, number one, but continuing to push forward in anything that you're doing, whether it's with women or with business or just yourself and and finding opportunities because it wasn't like we did this and thought, or it's not like we did the ask women segment for ask men and then went home. We saw an opportunity. So if you, if you feel like a spark in your brain of, Oh, Maybe yeah, I could yeah. do this or maybe I could make this invention or whatever. Yeah, Go with it and like it. explore it and see what comes out of it. Yeah. And another thing actually for both of us, um, I think because we get out there, there are more opportunities available and your your brain can spark in that way. Right. Um, but if you're sitting at home on your couch, like walking, watching yeah. like, you know, American Idol, that's what my example yeah. that I always use, like you're not going to get many ideas except for the idea that you may not be a good singer, right? I, you know, that's pretty much it. So the point of this segment was follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carney. <laughs> yes. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-C-A-R-N-E-Y. Yes. And go to my website, winggirlmethod.com and you can read the... And Marnie gives really good blogs. advice on her Twitter, but I like put funny jokes up. So <laughs> yeah, which one's more helpful? You decide. True. Okay. Very true. <laughs> Um, we're going to take a break, but we have Amy Paffrath coming in for the second segment of the show. She's going to talk to us all about VH1. Getting naked. Dating naked. Dating naked. Oh, uh, my worst nightmare. That was the other show from the other week with a bunny ranch. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dating naked. naked. And we will be right back. Do you suffer from Sunday sadness because the weekend is almost over? Well, fear it no more because Sunday is fun day on Fox. Yeah. Let's converge our glasses and merriment. It's the season premieres of The Simpsons Wow-oh. and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, suck it. The same old shift on a whole new night. We're going undercover. You look amazing, but you smell really bad. That's my cologne. Welcome to the mafia. And it's all leading to the one-hour Family Guy Simpsons Smash-tacular Sunday on Fox. So we have um, TrueCar.com is one of our sponsors, and they do something really interesting. Uh, they it's a really good idea. It's a really I'm good idea. I'm surprised it hasn't been done sooner. Well, because a lot of people don't know what a car is actually worth they sort of believe whatever the person is telling them it's worth so if you go to truecar.com and you type up the car that you want to buy you put in the model and the year and all of that stuff it'll tell you actually how much that car is worth and how much you should be paying for it not like based on other people's perspectives yeah but there's people i guess that are certified like true car dealers so yeah. if you bring in that price to that dealership right it will they will honor that price you know okay and also true car users save an average of $3,221 off of um, the MSRP, which is the, what is it again? Manufacturer suggested retail price. Which is pretty amazing. They're saving that much money and they're not being ripped off. That's absolutely amazing. And in like six months, they sold over 275,000 cars. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's amazing. That's so lot, I, so go to truecar.com, uh, visit truecar.com today, save time, save money, and never overpay because who the hell likes to overpay? Not I. You're listening to the Ask Women Podcast, a Podcast One presentation. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Well, I get so nervous. You wanted me to intro the second half of the show, and you Kristen, can do you it. always do it. This is so you weird. But it. guys, uh, welcome back to the show. We have Amy Pafrath in studio from Dating Naked, from VH1's Dating Naked. Yes. Welcome to our show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. here. Nice to meet you both. You too. Well, tell us about the show, because it's an interesting name. So yes. what, what is it about? What the are, title sums it all up it's a dating show where all the contestants are naked no i was thinking this has to be a metaphor right no they're just i thought maybe they're just bleeding their hearts out and they're just naked in that sense it's a play on words about the vulnerability that being naked provides but it is stark naked god these no clothing chairs that they are like sitting on the poor horses that they're riding what and the zip line and the the bachelor no way Mm -hmm. yeah it's in the jungle are you naked on the show i'm not naked everyone asks me that i'm actually wearing part of my wardrobe i had it's really adorable. stylish Good color cute. i love the color yeah. cute forgiving and well you're very going, cute, so but i think like, people are gonna be yeah. pissed off that you're not naked on i get show. a lot of tweets and i really really appreciate everyone's concern and wanting <laughs> to see me naked and you know one day one day when we get to maybe a thousand episodes we'll do a big special and i'll bear all there and that's go. a lot of episodes you're saying it's a lot <laughs> yeah. i set the bar really high <laughs> not to not have faith in the show but it probably won't get there you so know, you'll never see you're naked 
Mm. I'd say you could get to 999, but Maybe. I'm just saying that. For but the that sake, one extra. To keep you safe from I know. Oh, they pulled naked. the plug, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. What are we going to do? Bad wait, tell us, wait, so how are they dating naked? So each episode is six contestants, yes. and we start with two mains. There's a guy and a girl. They're our main daters. They start by dating each other. They strip down, and they go meet each other on their date completely naked. Oh, my God. So they start the date absolutely naked, and the first wait. 15 minutes. Oh, hold on a second. So <laughs> are they, like, he, is he picking her up at the door? Like, he knocks, she opens. They meet like a mutual location which is you know where is this in the jungle we shot this in Panama so we're at a resort (laughs) we're at a luxury resort so they're meeting generally at like the waterfront on the beach or the zipline course yeah it's pretty insane and do they go in the car naked no there's never a car ride it's like cars don't exist and we had golf carts that were our transportation I mean it's that remote of an island so no cars at all it's not yeah it's not like courtship here in LA where someone picks you up and takes you it might be a little bit like some it little, Yeah, it can be. Um, yeah. But I've been to some Hollywood parties. <laughs> Where the keys get put in a bowl? You've yeah. been to those parties? No, God. Just kidding. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wrong territory. I like how you know about it, though. <laughs> you know, I've heard. I've heard stories. Okay. Um, yeah, so they go on their date, and um, they return to the jungle villa, clothing optional, but more often than not, everyone ends up naked in the pool at the end of the date. Wow. So, really? Yeah. So they, that means they hit it they off. They take it really date. seriously that the show is called Dating Naked. They want to go all in. So because you're seeing this this happen this behind the scenes and obviously we're not seeing it being filmed, are they bashful before they take Yes. There's there a lot of emotions and each person is very different. The episode coming up this week, you'll see this girl. She's actually a virgin and how that affects her. And it's really intense for her. And right before she's about to do it, it freaks her out and she wants to go home and wants to just leave altogether. So you have to see how that plays out in this week's episode. But it, That's interesting. It's really interesting. So everyone handles it differently. There's some people, um, we had a girl last week, Camille, suicide girl, so she's used to kind of po- oh, modeling right, right. With, without a lot of clothing on. But being filmed naked in front of 30 crew members is w- very different than, say, a shoot with one photographer. Are they eating on the date? No, all. I know they're on like, the ocean front. But. There is um, a, 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 di- a dinner portion of the date, but people obviously eat very sparingly because okay, yeah. they're like afraid of having bloat. a food baby. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, being yeah. bloated and having gas. That's yeah, like, you right? ask women naked. One no. Day. Just when never. the guests come in, just being naked. <laughs> I am. Oh, this but, is my skin color. So so what are you noticing? I, I'm, you're the host of the show. So what, what, are, what are you noticing in terms of like looking at real life dating? Ver- like do people get more comfortable much faster yeah absolutely they start talking about things way deeper than just surface conversation yeah because obviously there's nothing to present yourself you can't go out wearing a designer suit and that says a lot about you and it projects an image that you want that's all gone it's amazing though because the women i guarantee are they're getting their makeup done though right they do have their makeup done well they do it themselves and we like to keep them as as genuine to themselves as possible sometimes girls would get extensions to try and like cover Cover yeah so we'd have our hair girl go in and do a braid be like no 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 (laughs) That's the point of the show. But grooming, yes, became very popular among men and women. And I think that something that they probably didn't really delve into before. Spray tans were huge. Um, Manicures, jewelry. So it's like almost naked. It should be called dating almost naked. (laughs) Yeah, it's stark naked. There are... Full There's, on, yes, it's it's completely, trust me, I saw it all. I saw it all. But I'm saying, yeah. like, without the layer of the tanning, like, yeah. I want to see no makeup, no tanning, yeah. no... You got to get real Yeah, there. just, like, gross naked. <laughs> well, let me ask you, because I, I know you're married, I but am. you're watching all of these people. Um, are they, like, can you draw a parallel to your own dating life, like, that of things that you wish you had done in your dating life based on what you're seeing these yeah. people do? I mean, honestly, I, I've never had a real problem opening up to people. And I think that's what this show is. It's people that have gone through every other method. They've tried it all. And they're wondering, like, what is blocking me? Themselves. Maybe it's that vulnerable. Yeah, you're in your own way. So it's for those kind of people that just have trouble really connecting with someone and not putting up a front and kind of putting on a show. It's about really being vulnerable. So they got to strip all that away sometimes. Yeah. And it's we have couples, real couples that have resulted from the show. There's at really? least six. No, we have a wedding special. No, coming up. I would think so. It's you know all what? naked. The, the no. wedding, is, the wedding is, is naked. Oh my god, I was so yes. kidding. The whole wedding party is naked too. <laughs> Everything. The, they got their wedding party to agree to be naked they as did. well. We brought back some of the what? other couples from the show and okay. they're going to be part of the wedding. So. Okay, so it's not yeah. like they're friends, but like there their are, grandmother. Yes, some of their friends came and, and were willing to do it too. And these aren't people that are nudists at all. They're people that were like, you know what? I love What this. the heck? I'll give it a try. And like I said, it's very differing stages of comfortability yeah. from each person. It's it's person to person. And even the people who were like gung-ho would surprise themselves and be like, okay, I am feeling a little awkward and shy about it. And I thought it would be so easy. 
And then there was the complete opposite. Like yeah. some of the guys were just like, eh, who cares? Ready and hanging out and like shaking it around and yeah. making a big show of it. And we're once just, you get over that initial awkwardness, yeah, you're like, this is kind of it's kind of nice. And you just, forget about it. Even watching the show, I forget that I'm watching naked people until you see butts because butts aren't blurred. If oh, you watch really? the late night version, if you watch it at like 11 a.m., the butts are blurred. But eight or nine o'clock, it's okay. Really? So until you see a butt, you're like, oh my god, yes, they're naked. I agree. 11 a.m. is too early for it's for too a much butt. for butts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Butts. I'm just working okay. on like having some oatmeal. I, right, you gotta get butt. your coffee. Yeah. It's not, yeah. you can't see a butthole at that point. No. <laughs> no. Well, let Wait. me ask you about you and your dating life pre. Oh, sorry, you want to ask? I just want to ask really quick. Did you grow up in a naked house? I grew up in a house. I'm one of seven kids, oh, so nice. one bathroom. Yes, people oh, were naked everywhere. Yeah, I mean, not just like. To be showy about it, but that's just how it is. Right. I'm brushing my teeth, and you know, my brother's taking a bath. So, right, right, it's a functional reason. It was, yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah. but still, that really helps with your openness for later. You're not bashful, not obviously. at all. Like I've never been, and you know, in this industry, I'm going to fittings and changing in front of people, and I just really, I'm not that prude. Like I don't yeah. care. So just, it didn't take yeah. you a big adjustment. It was not like, at all. Normal, I change yeah. openly in the gym. I really don't. Me too. Yeah, I'm okay with my body. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about you and your dating life pre husband. Yeah, let's do it. So, so if you can remember, and it's I know it was eight years ago. But what that what was insulting. <laughs> what? Um, if you could remember, remember pre husband, so, oh. it's difficult sometimes. I'm talking about it every day, so I can remember. But if you're married, it's really hard to remember. What no, you're, you're like, right. You're I mean, Kristen. I remember it all the time. I've been in a relationship for six years. Because you're hoping for no, I'm not. I love like, because they were horrific times that you could never get <laughs> That's over true. the trauma. Yeah. Do you do you remember <laughs> <laughs> what what were the things or what are the things still that you are attracted to in oh, men? Man. I you can still be attracted to men. Yeah, now. I'm attracted to confidence. Humor. What does that mean? Sorry, I want to stop. Um, a guy that's not afraid to approach you. Number one, that isn't trying to say the right thing all the time. I hate people that are cautious with their words. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you should you should care about how it comes out. But I don't like people that hold back. And there are a lot of people that do that's that. Perfect show for you then. Yeah, it's perfect yeah. for me. Um, so I I do like people that appreciate humor, that are sincere, that. Um, are, you know, are informed on things that are important in the world that go beyond just surface conversation. Yeah. So it's a lot more personality that to me, I've always been attracted to like baby faces. Everyone thinks I'm robbing the cradle. My husband is two years older than me, but uh, people really think I'm dating younger because he has oh, really? really, really sweet baby face <laughs> and bright blue eyes. He's, he's just like a cute little munchkin. So that's so cute. That's and so for you, when you, when you are attracted to people, what does it look like on you? Like um, what is... What are the signs that you give that you are attracted? Oh, man. Um, I'm definitely, I don't hold back. And when I like people, you know. I, I definitely am like touchy with people, even if it's just like a friendly way. Except I, on the show, you don't want to be touchy. I we touched end up a in lot the of people spot. on that show. Really? I thought she was going to say something else. Like, I, I touch a lot of yeah, touched a lot of people. <laughs> I'd be like, hey. I'm very huggy. I'm, I'm very like, bring it on in. I get but what about for people that you like, like more more than friends? Is it different? A lot um, of guys say they can't tell the difference between a girl yeah, and a friend. Yeah, and I think that's and, a huge problem with me because I do yeah. think people think I'm flirting a lot of the time and I'm not. I'm I, I'm obviously You're not. just being yourself. I'm yeah. just being myself. Yeah. And I've always been outgoing and really, really touchy. And I think that does give people the wrong clue. I'm, I'm very huggy. And I just like, I like physical touch and yeah. I like people to be, bring it on in and, you know. Is it different with guys that you? It can be. And I try, I try to be very cautious of how they'll receive it. That's what I try to pay attention to is like, is this a guy that's going to take this the wrong way? Then I have to reel it in and, and be aware of how I'm coming off. Right. Because yeah. I know for myself, I'm, I'm very similar, or at least I was in the past. Um, but I know that when I actually like, liked a guy, my behavior was very different. I was much more cautious. Really? Because I was nervous. And yeah. I was excited. I wasn't overly touchy. Touchy. That's when, true. When I was overly touchy, it's because I'm like, I'm not gonna sleep. You know, it's like your, your, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, exactly, friend. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, but when I did, I was like, okay, I would, I would trip over my words a little bit more, even if I was really confident. But I, yeah, my face would turn red more. I wouldn't touch as much. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. the same way. I kind of, I don't shut down, but I do speak a lot less when I really am into someone. Because the same thing, I'm like a little more worried about how it's going to come off, and I'm. And I'm the same way when I'm meeting someone that I admire in the industry, too. I'm like, how, why yeah. can't I think of what to say? Because I'm right. afraid of saying something stupid. Yeah. But in my normal life, I could, I don't really care if I'm not trying to impress someone. But otherwise, I'm like, why can't I think of a, com- a freaking sentence yeah. right now? Yeah. Well, well, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. That's like all the questions <laughs> we get all the time. Yeah, no, but, it is. But a lot, of, a lot of guys say, too, it's, I, I feel bad because we're so, they're so in a way in our palms in the palms of our hand um but i think they've said something about eye contact like eye contact makes a difference so if you're really into a guy if you're doing the touching your eye contact is different than if you're not 
into the guy. You're still going to be touchy, but your eyes, your eyes are different somehow. Yeah. I'm going to be, yeah. Oh, I can't. Well, you know what? We're, we're, oh, we have video here. We can show people. So the eye contact (laughs) for me, if I'm really into a guy, you can watch these videos on YouTube, by the way. Um, (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm much more like, I'm all over the place. I'm looking at them and I have no problem. When, when I am into a guy, my eye contact is much more bashful. I can only hold eye contact for a certain period of time. And you'll see like the redness start to show around my eyes because I'm, I'm, Forcing myself to hold it, but I really want to be looking away. And you feel awkward. Yeah, like, it's sort oh, of like that. Those eyes right there, down. like that's kind of what yeah. it is. You yeah. just like have a huge grin and you're like, Please stop looking at me, but I want you to at the same time. It's, exactly. Yeah. I always feel like I go into like Asperger's eyes. Oh. <laughs> like really, like I can't, like I, I don't know how to look at them in the eye without looking weird like my eyes almost go bigger and I don't know you know there's this weird energy all of a sudden yeah the energy gets very weird and I'm suddenly like awkward girl when normally I'm super cool and smooth yeah well I do want to ask one final question because actually we don't even have time for overanalyze this we're horrible people we're talking we are giving a lot of useful information just so you know so it's not like it's very true yes we got a lot in a little amount yeah well so what is one thing that you've learned from this experience of being on the show that you're able to take back into your marriage because I'm I'm sure this has a huge effect your own relationship. Oh my gosh, of course. I mean, communication, it's always the at the center of any relationship. And for us, that's it, it can still be a problem sometimes, even yeah. in a marriage. You have to ask for what you want. You have to speak openly, even when it comes to sex and dating. And we're still dating each other. And that's yeah. really important to me that I get taken on dates and that he thinks of things that I don't have to think of. Everything is very practical sometimes with us. It's like you got the checklist and we got to do this and we got to do that. Me too. But you got to get the romance. You still have to be like swept off your feet and all these like exciting dates that I was watching everyone go on and like all those fun nerves of like seeing each other. I still want that. Yeah, I still want it. Every woman does. You do. It's not just because you're watching a show. You, every woman wants that. And I'm a planner to the dot. I mean, my calendar is like to the minute. So I like something that shakes that up and I don't have to think of because I do like to control things a lot, but not in my relationship. I'd rather let go and just be the woman because I can be like the type A, like I want to wear the pants in my, yeah. in my business, in my job. So I've learned to, to let, to be vulnerable myself and allow him to do that. Cause sometimes as a woman that is in charge and yeah. strong, we don't let them. Right. I find that too. Like I'm always taking charge, but I need to like let him be the man. Yeah. Let That's him like, But it's like you have two seconds to do it and then I'm going to take it over. Exactly. Like yeah. you better like get, get it. on it. Hurry but up. What's the message for men then? The message for men is to take charge and not be afraid of that and to be open and honest and again, let your vulnerability show because it doesn't always have to be this guard up and you're super macho and strong. Like women really like you to be soft and sweet at the same time. I think that goes both ways. Yeah. For sure. I feel like the tagline of the show should be like, who wears the pants in your relationship? No, no one. one. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we are going to... I'm so to, sad this was so short. I know. It was. I'm so short sorry. We talked too much in the beginning. We're just always talking about ourselves. Blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. blah. But I definitely want to have you back on because I think I would love your that. show is going to get to a thousand episodes. Yes, and you'll be it back is. in here naked. Will. We have the ultimate It's a great concept. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. But uh, check out Amy Paffrath. When is the show on? It's, it's on Thursdays, VH1, 9, 8 Central. That's awesome. And obviously, you can watch it again at 11 a.m. Yeah, you can. For breakfast. You can watch it many, many times after it airs. That is awesome. Thank you so much for Thank being on the show. Thank you for having me. Definitely go check out that show. I'm going to watch it because that sounds really interesting. You got to check it, it out. Really does. But you can also uh, go download new episodes of oh, our God, podcast every Thursday as well. Yeah. Um, and if you want to subscribe, so they just go to you your do want to. funnel yeah. automatically. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you should subscribe. But yeah. One so click, guys. Had time and what's your Anna? Twitter? Amy Paffrath. P-A-F-F-R-A-T-H. Okay. Awesome. And if you do want to ask questions, even though we're never going to answer them, write questions <laughs> into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. And keep a lookout for um, the book that will be coming out with oh, a yes, collection of our uh, podcasts yes. uh, transcribed with some extra Bonuses Tidbits. from us. An idea yeah. that we just got recently. Yeah, so we're going to put it in our top five episodes. We're going to continue doing it if it does well. But that will be on Amazon very shortly. And you can get that at winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. It will be there. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Halloween is around the corner. And uh, that means that the freaks get freakier and the regular people try to get freaky. And because yes. you want to try to get freaky, you have to go to Amazon to buy your costumes. Because yes. they have the coolest costumes. They do have the coolest ever. costumes. Actually, that is where I'm getting my costume for this year and my costume for my son.
Oh, what, what is your son going to be for Halloween? Uh, I think he's going to be, I want him to be a pumpkin or a monkey because I call him my little monkey. Oh, he and they have the cutest costumes on there. And I have Amazon Prime actually, so it comes in two days. So I can actually wait for a long time <laughs> to, to order my Amazon stuff. Um, but everybody should go to Amazon to get their costumes for this year. Even if you want to get like other things for decorating your house, Amazon is the best place to get them because you don't have to get off your couch. You can literally sit on your butt order these things and they will arrive in a nice box two days later and it's like getting a gift every single day and um i know people i remember i was in australia and they didn't really do halloween there there was like all americans yes. that were dressed up you knew you were american if yeah. you were dressed up like a freak um but you can still do these um you could still buy through our bookmark on canada's yeah, yeah. platform and like the uk and everything so if you guys do celebrate halloween or just need toilet paper um, you can still do it through our link. It doesn't matter. If <laughs> or just want to dress up like a freak in the Canada office on a random Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Then you can uh, use our Amazon link. Please go to winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And then you can support the show and also get tons of really cool stuff. Thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Go to podcastone.com next week for a brand new show.